0: It's heating up. We see in the last chapter of Malachi, God promising that that things are getting spicy in terms of the day is coming. It's heating up like an oven. And when it comes, he uses some intense language that the branches and roots are going to burn. That that Elijah is going to come and proclaim and restore the relationship between fathers and sons and sons and fathers. That the, that the, that the, that the righteous, that the humble will, will tread on the, the oppressor. There's a lot of intense language used here. And I think it's a lot of things that we can relate to. And I think if you take a look at this last message, and then compare it to the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, there's some interesting pair. I mean, obviously there's parallels because that's what God is talking about. The day is coming where righteousness and justice will will meet, <laughs> where love and justice will meet and cross. We see that in the life of Christ. It doesn't look how most people think it will look. It's this already not yet concept where or where the, when Christ came down, he brought justice, he brought peace, he brought healing. But at the same time, he didn't bring full restoration yet. He didn't reign and rule with an iron fist. Rather, he created a way and created uh, almost a, another chapter for folks to be a part of God's kingdom and God's family. God expressed his wrath out on Christ for the, the brokenness and the oppression that you and I have placed on each other. All folks have gone astray. And so it's definitely intense language, but it's funny to see how people interpret and almost what they expect They're like you know has a, has a jesus You can't be the christ like elijah hasn't come yet he's like i'm telling you guys elijah has come john the baptist was elijah he was the one that was that was calling out and restoring the hearts of fathers to sons and sons or children and children to fathers and that's what john the baptist did he came out talking and speaking in this type of language saying you know the axe is at the root of the tree repent let go of your own righteousness, your own sin, and grasp onto Him. Things are heating up, and they continue to heat up, because I, I, I think that Jesus did speak of a time where all things would be restored. Where this ultimate fulfillment, that, that, that kind of this Christ coming down was almost a precursor to, this ultimate fulfillment of Him riding on the clouds and bringing full justice will occur and will happen. But, I mean, we should be very thankful that it didn't happen then. But it didn't happen 2,000 years ago because if it did, it would have been like the Noah game, right? Like, how many righteous people are here? Well, no, like none. Very few righteous people exist and everybody else is screwed, but instead God chooses to tell and, and provide the, the most amazing world changing climax that anyone had ever seen the most brilliant plot climax of all time that that god himself would take the place of man that he would take the punishment that he would sacrifice out of love and in that god brings and restores and pulls back folks to himself In his patience, in his love, he hasn't struck down and kind of ended the game. He's let the game go into overtime, which is really interesting. Not that the game isn't won, but I think he he, he wants to allow more time out of his patience for folks to enter into his family. There's already not yet. And I think we see it with the church, that the church has grown and it's being sanctified. I mean, it's definitely the message itself. It's gotten so far around the world. Also, I mean, there's different theories on, I think it's called eschatology, the end of the world, what's going to happen. But what we do know that's going to happen is there's going to be a new earth and it's going to feel and look and be very similar to this earth. It's going to be physical. We're going to eat. Jesus has a resurrected body. In the same sense, we'll have a resurrected earth. all creation will be restored, not just you and I, but all creation. There's a great book by Randy Alcorn called Heaven, which is about the new earth. But what's cool is that the earth is kind of like, we're seeing it, um, just like you and I, when you become a Christian, you are justified, you are sanctified, and then at a point you'll be glorified, or you'll be made perfect, your sin will be completely loosened from you, and But I doubt you'll see that, that, that perfection this side of heaven. But we do get to see this sanctification, this slow growth. Into, uh, we're conformed into the sun. We're conformed into who God is. And I think we see the same with the church. And even with the earth, we've, we've, we've seen things slowly get better. Poverty starts to diminish. Hunger starts to diminish. We started to heal some of the things that are happening on the earth. However, I don't think we'll see um, perfection. I don't think we'll see the new earth by building it ourselves. And in the same way, you won't see perfection in your life by building it yourself. So it's this interesting dichotomy of this already, not yet, that the earth will... And the church will be sanctified and grow and conform and things will get better but not in full and at some point that glorification will come the oven timer will go off the sun will rise and all things will be restored in the blink of an eye and i think for you and i that moment is death i don't know what it is for the earth maybe it's death too what follows death but resurrection very interesting thing i don't know i'm just spitballing here but anyways um yeah i think it's really cool to see um god kind of foreshadowing and, and calling out and painting a picture of the hope of what's to come and i think that we should do the same in our own life you know paint a picture for what we desire and what god desires and Um, That could be as simple as what does the next five years look like in my life? You know, paint a picture. Press into who God is and ask him, you know, what do do you want the next five years of my life to look like? Or it could be the future, like the future future. What do I want want my grandkids to say about me when I have my funeral? You know, and then as we start to paint that picture, then it allows us to live in the moment, live in the day. Set your eyes on things above, then live for the day. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and then kind of step that out in your in your in your in your words and in your actions. Aim high and then progress towards that. I think it's brilliant. I think Jesus really modeled that and said that he knew his purpose. He knew what he wanted. And then he walked it day to day. and He was patient with it in the same way the father knows what he wants. He has his purpose out of Love. Um, out out of deep love and care for his people. But he's willing to play the long game and take it day to day. So something to think about for your own life. Hope you guys are well. Love you. Later.